Now, every week on the show, we love to talk to rising stars and living legends and those who are just making a difference in the world. And to say that I am freaking out ever so slightly, I am probably going to fangirl the most I've ever done in my whole entire life because we've got a very special birthday treat today. We have got Ellie Golding on the show. Hi. I'm so happy to have you on the show today, like to say that A, I'm a mega fan, but B, that the station are mega fans of you would be an understatement. Thank you so much. It's like a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I want to say firstly, a huge congratulations because Like a Saviour has dropped now and it is coming from your upcoming album, which we cannot cannot wait for so delighted about that but before we get to that when you dropped Easy Lover last year to say the excitement that took over the building because the thoughts of it it was just like yes there's more new music on the way yeah I know oh god uh, yeah um uh it's been this song I've had for a long long time um so I'm finally so excited to have it out I actually was gonna release it um like a month ago um but i was i was particularly anxious and i told my fans this i was like i, I don't think i can do it right now and they're very understanding um so um so now i'm feeling good and um yeah just i'm i'm happy the album's coming out to be honest um it, you know i wrote it during lockdown and it's been a while now so just happy to get the music out there and just just thrilled uh, that people are still enjoying my music, you know. <laughs> of course we are. But do you know what's something that I found so interesting is when you were actually talking about Easy Lover when you released that and I seen that you were doing some press around it, I could not get over it, but also I could very much understand that you wrote that five years ago. Like, I think, I think that was the problem with that song. It was like, not that it was a problem at all. Um, there's never a problem. Um, but, you know, um, I, I listened to that song over and over and over again i wrote it with greg kirsten one of my favorite producers in the world and uh julia michaels and i so i i over analyzed it and i like changed the pre-chorus and i like did all this stuff on it whereas i should have just left it alone that's the problem when you have these songs hanging around for such a long time you start overthinking them unnecessarily and so i I yeah I did that with that song but I mean I still love it and and ever you know when I perform it live I've done it a few times uh, last year uh, people seem to love it so well to be happy I don't know what it sounded like five years ago and I don't know how much you changed on it but what you released was absolutely fantastic because it's it's an earworm it's one of those that constantly gets stuck in your head and you find yourself walking around a shelf going easy lover <laughs> you can't help it <laughs> one of those songs that's just gonna like come back on TikTok in like twenty years or whatever it's gonna be called then I. Don't know whatever it's going to be we're going to be like floating around that point <laughs> in space i'm sure but like yeah you know um that's what that's what's so cool about my music is that it seems to just come back and go away come back go away come back like you know when lights blew up on tiktok it just amazed me because it, it's been such a long time since i released that song so um, I'm quite happy that my music is timeless. That's always a good thing. I was very smug when lights came back trending on TikTok because uh, like, I grew up with you and, and I feel like when I left secondary school, it was kind of the start of your career. And, and you know, like your music was just kind of the backing track to me figuring out who I was, me and all my friends, you know, making all the mistakes in life. And, and it brings back such nostalgia. When Lights was trending on TikTok, my sister is 11 years younger than me and she's pure Gen Z. So, you know, we get into arguments the whole time where she's like, oh my God, you're so chuggy and like, you're so cringe and what's going on. So when she was there sending me, look at this TikTok trend, look at this Lights, I was like, gotcha. Because this yeah. was 
this is ours. <laughs> it's. I wonder. I wonder, like, how I'd love to sort of listen to stuff from much younger people's perspective. You know, like when they heard Fleetwood Mac Dreams for the first time, or like Kate Bush running up that hill for the first time. Like, I'm so jealous of like them hearing those incredible songs. You know, hearing it. It's like when someone watches a TV show. And and you've already seen it and you're obsessed with it and you're just jealous that they get to see it again for the first time. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's wild. It's it, I'm but it makes me happy that that songs are, are resonating like that with younger people. And it just goes to show that songs are timeless and it doesn't matter when they come out. If they're a good song, it's, they're a good song. And that I think that's great. But I think you've hit that on the head because you do have such a unique voice and it's so distinctive and your style is just one of those kind of gut punches where it hits you. You can't help but feel every ounce of it. Oh, that's very nice. Well, a nice thing to say. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I It's very hard for me to kind of analyze my own music. Um, I kind of leave that to everyone else and I just keep making music and people <laughs> listening to it. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's... Um, it's it's very hard for me to understand what they hear when I when I sing, but um I can't again. It's not something that I just can't think about and just have to like let it happen. Well, you're as well off because there there's no point. I mean, I, it's the same thing as like you know what everybody thinks of you is none of your business. It is the same thing with how people hear your music. It's actually none of your business because people are all going to take it up a different way. Exactly. I think that's a very good way of, of putting it. Um, I think it's so much better for your mental health um, to, to realize that you are not in control of what other people think about you. And it's the same with your your creativity and your, you know what you what you do and what you make. It's like uh, there are so many factors that go into someone's perception of you um and it's mostly down to them what you know what's happened to them in their life and what their childhood was and what they who they're surrounding themselves with there are so many different things that go into someone's opinion of you that it's really really unhelpful and unproductive to just think about that um doesn't serve you at all and i think it, maybe it's the same with my music i know that people enjoy my music um i know that i have an unusual voice and um it's, you know, I just keep making music and people keep enjoying it. So I can't really argue with that, you know. <laughs> well, we are so happy that you're continuing to make music and hopefully we will get you back to Ireland sometime soon as well, because, uh, you know, I'm really sad that I, I had to skip the Dublin show for some kind of COVID reason. Um, apparently I wasn't allowed. Um, and I was most gutted about that because, you know, I've written a lot of my music in Ireland and I feel like they're my people. I feel like you guys are my people. So I, I've always particularly sad about that. So please do have me back soon. I, I, I have to look into it, I guess, with my agent or whoever, but, um, I'm, I'm dying to come back. So hopefully it will be this year. Well, I'm absolutely delighted that you're dying to come back because genuinely we're dying to have you back. Uh, you know, as you can tell, I'm a huge fan. We are huge fans here on the station. Like my group chat, my friends are very much don't really care about what I do, to be completely honest. They're not phased by anything. But when I said that I was getting to sit down and chat to you, that's the only time that they've been like, sorry. Do they, do they ask you to ask me anything? Uh, no, they just wanted to know, like, this is all they ever do. It's like, you know, what's she really like? Is she fun in, in real life and stuff? So... <laughs> 
they're going to be disgusted now that they didn't come up with questions yeah. <laughs> you're like she's quite i don't know she's quite boring now <laughs> absolutely not um your style of music though is is so fun and you know it's very engaging but have you found that your writing process has changed at all or like how much you critique your own music like has that changed over the years with just getting older because i mean i feel like naturally it's hard to stay the same carefree you know when you're young you're quite carefree in in how you're perceiving most things in life well the first album i ever made was free of record label free of a publish publisher and i was just doing it for fun and that was probably the most free and liberated i've ever been in my music making process because i wasn't really thinking about what people were gonna make of it i was like i was just making music i wasn't like right this song's gonna go, go straight on tiktok or this song's gonna be played on whatever radio station i never that never crossed my mind i was just having so much fun with it and uh, and I, I probably made my music a bit more experimental and a bit more kind of um, unusual because I was uh, just didn't really care. And so I could be quite self-indulgent. Um, whereas, yeah, naturally, I think it just gets it gets into your subconscious where you start realizing you start understanding that people are going to be listening to this and and oh maybe I should make it a bit more radio friendly or maybe I should change the lyrics so they're a bit more universal so you do start that stuff starts just creeping up on you a bit um when you've been doing it for so long but it's really nice when you get to a point where you stop thinking about that and usually then people enjoy it naturally and you don't have to put that much um, overthinking into it. Um, but I think that just happens, you know, when you're making pop music and you start thinking about all these other external factors of, you know, where it's going to end up. Um, but it's probably healthiest and probably the advice I'd give to to, to new artists is to, to really not, not think about that and be completely free and not feel like you have to make music for people. Um, obviously, it's nice to have a fan base, but um, you've, got to, you've got to do it for yourself or what's the point, you know? And enjoy putting it out because if you're not enjoying it, then no one else is going to be able to enjoy it either. Yeah. The thing I love about this album, sorry, you didn't even ask me this, but like as like a side note to this is this latest album, Higher Than Heaven, is I love it because it's total escapism for me as a, as a pop writer. It's just me having fun. And I say that, I keep saying having fun, but like it's something I just really needed post-pandemic. You know, I struggled with the pandemic like most people and um, I still feel like I haven't processed it and... Um, I'm I'm glad that I'm now not, uh, you know, endeavouring on a, a year of going out playing sad, really sad songs that, that you know, traumatise me every night. And I'm getting to go and just sing and dance and and um, play around a bit. I'm grateful that I made this album, basically. Well, we need that. And I don't think that people are actually properly realising that, like, I, I just said last night that I haven't processed what happened to us over the last three years, that like it, it hasn't actually hit home being locked down, being stuck in your home, not being able to see people. And you're so right. Now coming back out to gigs, I don't want to be talking about this. I don't want to be singing about it. I want to be having a good time because we're back again. Yeah, I think, you know, I think we'll all sort of process it slowly. It's definitely not like a, a thing where you go, wow, that pandemic was quite mad, wasn't it? And then like, oh, and, oh well, never mind. Let's go back to normal life. It's definitely something like any traumatic experience. It takes time to like really, yeah, take it in and to sort of filter it through your brain. Um, but at the same time, I think it's good to, to move. I think dancing is really, really good for you, good for your mental health. Um, getting lost in things is nice. I, I do, I'm not like encouraging to just like, push it all to the back of your head and just like dance and just pretend that nothing happened. I just think that for now, like it's good to, it's one of the things that I think is going to help us in our, some kind of like pandemic recovery. I don't know. 
Well, moving on from pandemic recovery, this is definitely going to help. And we are so excited that Higher Than Heaven is going to be coming out soon. Um, but the fact that we have a whole catalogue of new music to look forward to is just so exciting. Ellie Golding, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for always supporting me. I really, really appreciate it.